1: Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. Chess the Musical is one of those uh, shows that uh, don't make it to our shores very often so it's pretty exciting to have a local staging of it and uh, that was just um, a little excerpt from the show itself that you heard. Uh, written by Tim Rice with music by Benny Anderson and Bjorn Ulves of um, ABBA fame, the musical uses a chess tournament to satirise the politics of the Cold War between Russia and America. So the musical is being Staged here um, at the Bentley Music Academy From the 17th to the 19th of January And joining me today to tell us more Are the show's musical director Kevin Field And vocal coach Nicole Thompson Thank you for joining me oh, You're Good afternoon, more welcome Chimella. Pleasure to be here I, I think the natural question to start would be um, Why did you decide that chess was the show to do? Um,
0: partly because it combines such a vast element of different styles of music it's a real rojak piece mm. you've got <laughs> a bit of you know, sorry about that you've got a you've got a bit of uh, um uh, opera there's there's plenty of abba in there mm. uh, a bit of rossini a bit of funk uh, it is it, it's a real mix a uh, real chocolate box in that sense and it's a it's a tour de force it's, it's a challenging piece uh for orchestra and for the, for the singers and um it just seemed like a suitable piece that fitted both the, the collaboration elements of it, so the, the Central Queensland uh, team and also the, the Malaysia team.
2: Yes, I also found that um, the fact that last time when we came, we introduced this concept of collaboration in 2018 doing the Mikado and that was a more classically inspired piece of theatre and what we discovered was um, a lot of our students are music theatre-based and their their background and interest is definitely inspired along the rock and contemporary lines. So we thought why not take advantage of that and give them something that they may not have had a taste of before but they would have the opportunity to sink their teeth into and have a... A, a proper sing through some classic composition mm.
0: and also with the students at uh, bentley music academy because we we offer orchestral classical tuition and also contemporary rock pop and music theater you know provides that mix
1: so when you say collaboration who are we talking about here bentley music Bentley well music as...
0: academy uh, and central queensland conservatorium of music
1: yes. and and how did this collaboration begin and and how has it carried on over these years
2: Well, uh, Kevin and I first met in Australia for a music festival back in 2006. And what we discovered during that time was we had very similar ideas of the way we work and also our desire to inspire the young generation. So through our work, through our various educational components of our performing lives, we wondered if we could embrace that more and take it into an educational area. So once I began work with the Central Queensland Conservatorium back in 2016, full-time, we actually connected again and asked whether or not it was possible for us to bring these two massive elements together. So Central Queensland University is the largest regional university in Australia with 30,000 students, um, over 40 branches within the country. Um, So there's lots and lots of students who come from all over the country in order to study music and the arts. So, yeah, we decided it would be a great idea to combine our experience and, um, and that our network of people and see if we could bring these two forces together. And for us, it's the um, the con is the first time the university itself has branched internationally on a creative project. So it's extremely exciting for the uni as well. Mm. And
0: what that means for our students here in Malaysia is we're giving them an international experience right on their own doorstep. And, you know, that that's a wonderful experience. Yeah.
1: Mm. So getting back to Chess the Musical, um, because as I mentioned earlier, it's not really one that is immediately familiar to many that's people. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, perhaps you want to set up a little bit what the show is about.
0: <laughs> ah, Yes. Well, it's manipulation. It's um,
1: literally chess as well. <laughs> uh, yes,
0: it is. It is. It is based on uh, uh, the game of chess and uh, two or three games that go through the, the, the uh, through the piece itself. But it's about politics. It's about people. It's about love. It's about manipulation of talented people by politicians to some extent. Um, so uh, the, the, and there's also a love triangle in in, in all of that.
2: It's also, I think, about choices, the choices we make, whether or not we allow ourselves to be used, um, and whether or not we accept the price that that will then um, take from us. So, yeah, we have that that opportunity to choose not to, and uh, and also the repercussions of that, the fallout, um, particularly with um, the protagonist Anatoly, who chooses um, once he has once he has been successful in his game and become champion, he then chooses to defect and leave behind to suffer the consequences of that, his wife, children. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's how you deal with that and whether or not... Um there is extra fallout from that, which we discover through the show there is for him. And he then has to make more difficult choices that have further repercussions on the people that he's become close to.
1: Mm. So at its very basic uh, sort of premise, the story uh, is is essentially about this 1980s uh, series of chess tournaments between an American chess grandmaster and a Russian chess grandmaster. Mm -hmm. And then there is a sort of a love triangle as well. Yes. Um, So who are the characters that we're talking about? Who are the principal characters?
2: Well the American chess uh, champion is Frederick Trum- Trumper, who's a loudmouth he's he's actually <laughs> it, it says in the opening number of the show that he's revitalized the game because he's such a personality and we're used to chess players who are calm and thoughtful mm. and uh, and Freddy Wasn't is not like Was he inspired by
1: Bobby Fischer? It was yeah, absolutely. A story,
2: absolutely. Yeah. And um, that 1972 match. And so yes yeah, so he is the the main protagonist and his second in other words the woman who who trains him and plays with him, is also his lover, Florence Vassi. So it's about their relationship and the entering of this challenger. And as Freddie says at one point, whoever heard of Sergeyevsky, <laughs> you know, the reason they've come to see to see the game is because of him. But Anatoly um, is used by the Russian uh, team, uh, Molokov in particular, to, uh, to subvert Freddie's confidence and insert his way into... Florence's life and so that's where the love triangle comes in and, and Florence herself is quite surprised because she's also had a, a bad experience through the Soviets with her um, Hungarian background and um, and that's a large focus of the work because it's it's the point of manipulation of her um, through the second act
1: mm. and the book and the lyrics were written by the great Tim Rice of yes. course yes um, you know what is the writing in this in the show like you know what is what is it that sort of stands out for you?
0: Well that's,
2: that's a, a good very question. Good, that's a yes, it's a It's a very good question. Um I th- I think in terms of the lyrics, it's actually very conversational. Um, mm. It's, it's quite narrative. The whole, the whole flow of the show, because it was a concept musical to begin with, a concept album, um, it's, it's very much about the storytelling and, um, and the songs tell that there's, there's very little dialogue. Um, it moves, it moves quite yes, through. It's
0: stop. It's absolutely yeah. nonstop. And it's very current as well. Uh, you know, you could actually just track, even though, yes, it was big in the eighties. Mm. So were shoulder pads. It's, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) It is uh, relevant now. Uh, It could have been written last week. And in fact, to some extent... This, we are actually almost performing a premiere because the piece has mm. various forms. There's a Broadway version. Mm, there that's was a right. London it, it's version. evolved
1: in many ways as yes. well. Mm. And
0: so this is a new print mm. uh, that was collated after a Royal Abbott Hall concert version uh, in 2017, yes. I think it
2: was. Yes. So
0: we're working from a new uh, print, a uh, new version, which is quite exciting. Itself, yes, itself. and
2: it's actually even evolved since the Royal Albert Hall. So what we've discovered is um, there are still small alterations and changes and edits and um, so that's lovely for us because, I mean, we're... It's are, a living
0: piece. A yeah, living
2: absolutely, piece, so, yeah. and we're very familiar with it. So to discover those things and you think, oh... Oh, that's not there anymore. Oh, but this is mm-hmm. um, is a really lovely thing because it's it's making it new and fresh for us as well.
1: What has changed um, in, in this particular staging compared to? Um, okay, gosh, I was going to say the original, but there isn't actually a definitive no, original. It's is it about
0: an hour and a half shorter? Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so, what what is uh, what is the what are some of the primary changes that um, have happened over the years?
2: I think the storyline has tidied up. Mm. Um, there was there was a lot of discussion in the early versions, a lot of scene laying, um, and so and I think I think a lot of audiences got lost in that. Um, so now I think all of that has become very tight and very tidy, which means an audience who may not actually be interested in the game of chess um, will actually follow along very easily the concepts around it and the fact that this is a metaphor for life.
0: Yes, yeah, so and we're actually uh, hoping to help with uh, the story. Telling, I mean, it's 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 even even uh, even now. It's a little. It can be a little ambiguous. Uh, so we're helping with uh, with a screen. So we've got some slides and sort of not necessarily subtitles, uh, cert no. but certainly big chunks of text which will help uh, the audience understand exactly where we are because the first act and the second act, there's a year in between Yes, <laughs> so and the
2: locations change so we start in yes. Murano, Italy <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we move to Bangkok um, Thailand for the second act, a year later for the next championship
1: So you, um, both of you are you know very heavily involved in the music side of the show, um, Nicole you're the vocal coach and Kevin you're the musical director, so we have to talk about the music yes. and uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier about how diverse the music Mm. in the show is. Um, But um, I'd really like to know more because uh, this isn't one of the musicals that I'm thoroughly familiar with. Mm. I do know some songs. But really, what are some of those standout numbers that Chess... That, you know uh, that right. chess is known for mm. uh, the,
0: the the very end of the first act anthem itself the very beginning of the second yes. act which is one uh, night one night in Bangkok, night in Bangkok. Mm. and the way that morphs into we, this is very exciting the orchestra starts tuning and then out of that we start improvising on certain cues and uh, that well I won't give the game away but anyway it, it morphs into One Night in Bangkok so that's that's very exciting and then there's also the I Know Him So Well, there's the famous, yeah, the uh, famous duet yeah. Yes, Yeah.
2: yes indeed and that was one of the reasons um, that one of the original singers of the Broadway of the concept album, she came in to um, to be a part of that because she said, you know I'm being invited to sing Abba Things <laughs> and <laughs> yes, I'm a girl yes. and uh, so you know it's, it's one of those things, it's a classic number that has not changed one scrap in all of these 30 years. It's one that has remained completely intact. Um, there have been alterations to Heaven Help My Heart, um, some of the other things that happen, but that one has stayed. I think the other um, the other famous number for music theatre lovers is actually the opening number of the show where the story of chess mm. is actually laid out for the audience. Yes, you're that the one I'm very familiar history. with. Yeah. Yes, and so I think that's, that's great because if you if you don't know the show, you're, it's explained to you in great detail. And this is a heavily chorus uh, chorused show. So we have a static chorus that is sitting at the back of the stage to lend um, to the narrative, to lend uh, to support of the featured ensemble. Um, so, yeah, we have a, a, a big portion of sound and it is an impressive sound. So once you've worked with them and you have then come and sat in on the orchestral side of things as well, um, an audience is going to have this, this, absolute stereo thing washed over the... Well, it's a surround
0: that. sound. The, the, the way they're working it ah, is yes. that the balance is, is you're sitting in the speaker to some mm. extent, uh, which is very, you know, that, mm. that's, uh, that, that's uh, going to be quite a, quite an experience in itself. We, we've we also got dancers from uh, Sri Walaya Ballet Centre as well coming right. in to help us with a couple of those mm. key numbers and dance the chess uh, moves as well. And also we're working alongside uh, the orchestra yes. RTM as well. Mm. So we've got those mus- uh, instrumentalists side by side so we've got some quality bandstand learning going on as well. So it's, it's a big, it's a big,
1: uh, yeah. Big I mean, it, it,
0: the sound of the musical is big. It is mm. big, and it needs a big yeah. orchestra. It needs big singers.
1: So is it <clears throat> is it challenging to um, both both vocally as well as orchestrally to. um to tackle so many different genres and also to kind of slip between these different genres so quickly
0: That's a good question I think the the, the musician of today has to be able to slip from those things needs to be able to do you one you'll get a phone call to do a jingle or a voiceover mm. or a commercial mm. or something mm. and then you're doing a bit of Shakespeare or whatever you know so you've got so the, the artist the performance artist has to be you know a bit of jack of all trades Absolutely. but certainly the instrumentalist needs to understand jazz rock pop classical mm. and they need to be able to do that uh, you know at the, the, the the drop of a hat
1: must be fun though to conduct um something uh, it like is that. and i yeah. have
0: the best seat in the in the whole <laughs> house because of the way we've engineered it it's almost greek chorus like mm. i'm standing in front of that wrapped around with the the orchestra itself and then splitting that orchestra is the diamond we've turned the chessboard it's a it's a, about 23 feet across chessboard and we've turned that on it's on its side so it's like a diamond protruding out into the audience mm. so i have the best seat so i'm gonna <laughs> I, i'm gonna have fun that's for sure. <laughs> and what about the singers, Nicole?
2: Yes, the singers have had to um, develop styles. Not all of them. A lot of them were rock singers. There's, there's no doubt about that at all. But um, but this is a very particular high belty tenor '80s rock sound that um, that several of them have to reproduce. And then Anatoly is completely different. He he's a he's a ballad singer, mm. for want of a better term. Needs power when he needs to, but he has to have a soft side. The others cannot. Have that. So our singers, we've been working with them to develop those qualities of sound, um, so that you hear the rawness in it, um, which I think is actually the way the way Benny and Bjorn wrote it, mm-hmm. with that idea of it being vulnerable, and we can hear the emotion on the edge of the sound all the time. Mm-hmm. It's also really interesting with Florence and Svetlana, the two female characters, that um, Svetlana was added in of course but also the fact that both of them uh because our lovely abba women did not have wide ranges neither do these roles so they're very um they require a good belty sound mm-hmm. but they're actually quite limited they don't have the scope the oh, male that's interesting the i never i do. never
1: made that connection but yes it's a very um it's almost like they were the the songs were composed to suit the the abba style yes and i yeah. believe
2: that i believe yeah. they were yeah. so completely subconsciously but yes so our singers then we have um uh, an australian coming over to play florence um sarah engelsman and she has an extraordinary voice Mm. and she um gets a vulnerability in that character while keeping strength and then we have the beautiful carmen lynn playing um svetlana and uh, svetlana is this character who has she's had to develop a real backbone but um but in her solo it's it's it breaks your heart and so we've picked the perfect person to to expose that mm. to the audience. Yes. So they're beautifully written but they they don't get the um you know the audience on their feet the same way that that you know Bangkok will or when when uh Rema comes out with mm. the arbiter song. Yeah the
0: casting has been we've we've been delighted with the casting yeah. it's been fantastic. And it's it? been
2: a combination of
1: uh, both Australian and Malaysian cast. Yes, yes it is great. absolutely yes. yes. half
0: half. Yeah mm. we we learned from Mikado because we had two casts we did four shows of Mikado. Mm. We did and we had a, uh, a, a, an A and a B, for want of, you know, better arguments. and uh, so But they were split 50-50, so, uh, uh, both of them. So we had uh, almost four different groups going yes, through. Yes, With this, we thought, oh, no, we will just stick, because it's such a substantial piece. And uh, we'll just we'll stick with the the the, the, the set cast and keep yes. it keep mm. it that way. And
2: we've also allowed um, students. We've had uh, covering roles. So while they, they won't in this sort of arena, um, uh, there's not there's virtually no chance anyone will fall ill or anything like that. But it's a fabulous learning experience. Yes, we're going <laughs> to no no it, it'll, be it'll be fine be <laughs> <laughs> um, But you know it's it's a fabulous experience to actually learn the depth of these roles um, and watch watch a director like. People. To cousin's work um, and work his magic with this cast, while um, while being an observer. So it's a fantastic opportunity for for all these ninety participants to come together in a really intense short period of time mm-hmm. and learn a work of such of such gravitas. And so
0: Peter would be sorry. Peter would be with us uh, all, yes. all for, but for the fact that he's actually rehearsing or ten till ten each <laughs> each day. So uh, I mean, he's really in the deep end mm. and getting this all sorted out. it's a, a full on mm. process.
1: Yes. Well, I do want to actually um, get into what his take on the musical is. But before we move too far away from talking about the performers, you mentioned who was playing uh, Svetlana and uh, Florence. I'm curious to know who some of the other principal actors are.
2: Absolutely. Well, let's start from uh, the first appearance. So we've got Lalrem Sanger who's playing the Avatar, and he's from ICON. uh,
0: He's from ICON, the International College of Music. Uh, So we're working with a a half a dozen, maybe eight musicians from there, and uh, they're fantastic, Mm -hmm. really, really really good quality so yes he's, he he is in the right jacket with that he with is that. indeed yeah.
2: and in his element what having a wonderful time and then we have uh, Stuart Reed who is an Australian performer playing Frederick Trumper and um, Stuart's background is actually in technical theater um, but he has a natural rock sound and is studying our technical degree at the con um, currently so he auditioned for a role rather than sit behind the scenes for this particular tour um, so he he will bring a new element um, to this and he is exactly the way you would imagine Freddie to look. Tough. He's lots a big of boy. Lots of tattoos. <laughs> yes. And um, so he will. He will be the protagonist that everybody loves to hate. Um, then, aside from that, uh, as I've mentioned, we've talked about Sarah. Uh, we've got Tien um, Si Yeah. Who As is Walter. playing a Walter, and um, and he is a lawyer by day, um, but a music <laughs> <course>. lover, but, <laughs> well, but well, a well. music lover yeah. at heart. Um, so he has come with the most refreshing energy and enthusiasm yeah, for this project. You couldn't get a, a somebody with a bigger smile um, on your face than Cillian, and he's been a real joy to we, have around.
0: Yeah, and he's, he just keeps telling everybody he's having the time of his life.
2: Aww. So <laughs> which <laughs> is yeah, which yeah. is really fabulous, and then. Uh, oh, yes, and, and Anatoly is Jackson Wecker, also an Australian. Um, so Jackson was with us for Mikado two years ago and uh, one of the things we are funded by the new Colombo Plan funding, which is a federal government initiative of Australia, and um, and those people who came last time under that funding could not come again. Right. So Jackson's paid his own way um, to be a part of this again in his the final element of his degree. Mm. Um, so he is coming to play Anatoly um, because acting... Uh, is his bag he's a drama major not a singing major Mm. and so he's come to bring that depth to Anatoly's character and um and contrast the clear rock lover of the arbiter and Freddie.
1: so um Peter Cousins is the director and um I'm curious to know what approach he's taking with the show
0: yes he he uh he's, he's a flexible gentleman and spontaneous and that's wonderful um he, he has a, got a great uh, canvas to work on in terms of size because it, it is a it is a semi-stage performance uh so we he's got this he literally got this massive chessboard, and it is amazing what he can do with 18 chairs a table and a chess <laughs> set you know and craft all of this in you know stuff out of thin air um it, for him, he would say it's choices. You mentioned earlier, mm. Nicole, it's about choices. Mm. Uh, that's that's his approach and the choices we make, whether they're right or wrong and w- having to live through them and ultimately at the end, nobody wins.
1: Mm. It, one thing that did strike me when I realised that chess was being staged at this point in time, <laughs> it's also this: how oddly it's started to feel really relevant yes, again yes. with the politics that's happening in the US. Yes. Um Did that at all figure into while you're working on it and and sort of inform the way you stage the show?
2: It has certainly come into the discussions while Peter's been working with the cast. Um, that has that has definitely come into play. Uh, I don't think it necessarily has reflected in uh, the way the show will pan out, uh, but it's de- it has certainly influenced the cast and their thinking. And we've talked quite a bit about that with the chorus as well because it's easy for them to feel out of the action. So we've talked a lot about the relevance of those things and the fact that um, they are the public <laughs> and mm-hmm. they actually have a, a large role to play in, in stating their opinion on what's going on. So I think in that terms I think very, very relevant and there have been a few little um, corrections of making sure that Fred, Freddie is Freddie Trumper and that we add yes. that er um, to long, his name. A long
0: er. So,
2: yes, a long er. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that came up only only yesterday evening mm-hmm. um, as we were finishing. So yes it's certainly come into play and, and it, it's, it's There's a, a line
0: in there, in, well yeah. there are several lines of course there are in, in two and a half hours but there's one that these are uh, in uh, challenging times. Yes. I mean, these it, it are just very
2: dangerous t- and t- difficult times. Mm. You know,
0: just keep repeating, yes. repeating, repeating. Think, well, yes, yes, mm. yes, they are. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> well, we do need to wrap up, I'm afraid. But if there's one thing you would tell to someone who's never watched chess, why should they come watch this show?
0: Ooh, for the variety, for the impact. Oh, my goodness, yes. Absolutely. For the energy, uh, you're going to get a bit of everything. You, you, might, you may not like everything that you're going to hear, but certainly there'll be something to, uh, to, to go home whistling with at the end of it, for sure.
2: And I think also if you have any love for 80s rock or any <laughs> any reminiscence yeah. and fondness yes. for ABBA, yeah. um, then you will enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Kevin.
1: Um, Thank it you sounds welcome. like it's going to be a lovely show. Thank you Thank so you. much for having Thank us. You. I've been speaking with the folks behind an upcoming staging of Chess the Musical uh, here in Kuala Lumpur, uh, musical director Kevin Field and vocal coach Nicole Thompson. It's on from the 17th to the 19th of January at the Bentley Music Auditorium and tickets are priced at 90 ringgit available at bma.com.my I'm going to leave you now with um, a little bit of the cast themselves performing a little bit of what you'll be hearing from the show if you've missed any part of this interview or any previous Front Row segments you can download the podcast on bfm.my on our BFM app or on Spotify you've been listening to Front Row on the bigger picture BFM 89.9